We are back with another jaded interview. I'm Kevin Rogue. I'm here with Will, and I got a very, very special guest today. We got a man, none other. He is the mad lad of Minnesota indie wrestling. He is Stonehenge. Stonehenge, how you doing, brother? Doing good. How's everybody doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm finally back. I've been like taking a little hiatus from the interviews. I'm sorry. Al's better than me in every single way (laughs) uh, because I love him so much. But yeah, doing good. How about you, man? Doing good. Doing good. You know, just uh, another day, another stoning. There you, I love that. I love that. So Stonehenge, for, for anybody out there that's not familiar with your work, I've been lucky enough to see you compete many times at this point. But anybody that's out there that's not familiar with your work, man, what, what can you tell everybody? Oh, I mean, like, if you've ever seen uh, King Kong Bundy, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of the basic outline for me, I guess. He, he walked so I could run. Uh. Yeah, legit. I uh, draw most of my inspiration from uh, old time wrestling, uh, uh, golden era, uh, attitude era. Just kind of mashed together would be like my main influences. I like digging up the territory stuff. I still uh, follow some of the modern stuff, and uh, you know, I, I still like it and all that. But uh, you know, I, I just try and do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, mash it all together. Uh, I, I don't know. Some people like it. Some people don't. Um, I'm just going to keep doing it till I uh, stop having fun, I guess. And now you've been at it for about, is it about five years now? Roughly. I mean, give her, yeah. Give take, well, may, maybe a little bit longer than that, but it's like, you know, five years sounds good, good to me. Right. <laughs> I, gotcha. I, w- I was going to say, it's interesting you say King Kong Bundy because when I like Kevin first introduced me to you, I was like, definitely like a King Kong Bundy vibe meets Bam Bam Bigelow. That's oh, okay. I, okay. Nice. I like it. I like it. I, I, I mean that in the most endearing way possible. I know people for sure, for sure. Bam, but uh, I love that boy. Uh, so I need to ask you something because going through your social media, does the name Andy Atkins mean anything to you? Or the, the At- band A Plea for Purging. Atkin, Atkins, you said? Yeah, he's the vocalist of A Plea the for The Atkins diet guy, right? <laughs> no, no, no. So he's a... Uh, you have very similar vibes in how you guys present yourself. Like, I love your social media and how you just interact online. And oh, so you okay. really remind me of how, like, he would handle social media. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's a connection here. So I just had to shoot my shot, I guess. Okay. <laughs> and he yeah maybe send me maybe uh, send me some links to his work you know oh yeah I got you man I got you if you yeah. like metal you're probably in a good place already I like a, a little I'm a variety is the spice of life kind of guy as far as music goes you know I I can uh, I can dig that with a shovel like Joe Dirk said oh yeah <laughs> so take me back because I, I I always find it interesting when I'm talking to wrestlers your your first match man your first match do you remember your first your first match what kind of experience was that for you um yeah uh how it happened is i'd only been training for like a month maybe maybe two months tops when it happened and somebody didn't show up uh the guy who trained me uh it wasn't his promotion it was you know so he was just like you know out of curiosity the opportunity presented itself so he just threw me in the water to see if I could swim. 
And it was really weird because it's like, it almost felt like I, I'd done it before or something like that. Just by the way, like the crowd kind of acted towards me. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, basically like really bad Kevin Nash cosplay. Like my boots hadn't came in yet. So I'm wearing like shoot, uh, thick leather pants that you'd, you know, wear if you were a motorcycle aficionado, right? Uh, you know, um, and some, uh, new balances. I think they might've <laughs> had like grass stains on them or whatever. Please tell me you came out with a lawnmower. I mean, that's kind of, you know, anything's possible at this point, as far as the, the character goes. I mean, I'm sort of doing the, uh, America's favorite TV stepdad thing on the AWF stuff. Yep. Just like under the, uh, I guess the base of it would just be like that I'm on their TV show and mm-hmm. everybody watching is all, all my children. And, yeah. <laughs> but I still try and put over that Kyle's like the uh, important part, you know, of the, of the program shit. Yeah. It's and that's, program, that's uh, stone gram. The stone gram. I like that. That's a, uh, that isn't, uh, that's an interesting dynamic that you guys, that you guys have, that you guys share together. It's, it's, it's weird to see, uh, I mean, a big imposing guy like you in almost yeah. like an, a managerial role too, uh, Kyle. Cause you know, like I say, you're, you're a big guy and, and yeah. Kyle's not, not, not a small guy either, but it's such a, an interesting dynamic. How well, usually when they got the little guy with the big guy behind him, the, the big guy just does the, yeah. 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 AJ or whatever. So it's like, it's weird. Cause it's like, a a unique thing you know what i mean because usually they'd be like oh you're too big to be you know behind the guy like i'm making uh in general you don't want your managers to be bigger or more imposing than whoever you might have uh in the ring or whatever um, mm-hmm. but i mean kyle's jack dude and yeah. he's and he's an athlete you know what i mean and I've, I, I've tried to put it over with the deal that whether or not i was in the picture this man should be on top and would be on top either way mm-hmm. t- type of deal. It, it's not like, uh, uh, if I'm, if I wasn't in the picture, this wouldn't have happened eventually. I mean, they, they, they kind of, uh, sold it like, you know, once KP, uh, he, he'd been a good guy through and through, I think on, on all the AWF programming and he just start he just started being a bad guy and, you know, people are like, why, why is his attitude changed and all that? And, uh, I just kind of came into the picture and, I, and it wasn't, it wasn't like a thing that was planned. It, it all just kind of came together as far as the program stuff goes. And I don't know, it's, I feel like it's been working out. I, I feel like, uh, the feedback I've gotten about it seems to be positive for the most part. Um, so I just hope, uh, I'm, I'm bringing something to the table as far as that goes. Um, I think I think we're doing all right. You know, the program uh, things are looking good for the program. I think right now. You know? I think you're absolutely right. Whenever you got whenever you got the uh, the champion in your in your in your stable there, you're you're doing all right. You you guys are all over the card. It's it's uh, it's always wonderful coming out to those shows and seeing seeing you guys and the heat that you guys can get with with a bottle of Fiji water. Man, how did you discover that you're going to be a heat seeker with a bottle of Fiji water? I 
I had had somebody in my life who uh, was real close to me that uh, really, uh, they were drinking Fiji and I'm like, you know, like, how, how, well, I don't know. I, I like, I, I think about that sometimes it's like the, the money on it or whatever. And it's, you know, I started off kind of on a judgmental thing and I started drinking it and I'm like, you know what, this is pretty good. I don't think I can go back to regular water. There's just something about it. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I had no idea what kind of a reaction it would receive when I started bringing it out. Uh, there, we, we were in the middle of the pandemic stuff when there were no crowds. So for all I I know, I mean, Fiji, I had no idea how the crowds would react to it. I mean, for me, that was a shoot, you know, the, the Fiji is, is real, you know? Uh, And I think, I I hope that the authenticity of the love for Fiji water that me and Kyle (laughs) Pro have, I hope that comes through. No, he started eating gushers a lot lately. Yeah. You can't tell. You can't, it hasn't done anything bad for his physique. No, or not at all. He's yeah. still, you know, but but I've, I've kind of picked that up too. So it's just like, we like Fiji and we love Gushers, you know? Uh, <laughs> I feel like the only this, thing that could like round out that one. combination is those like Bufflers or Buffalo, <laughs> the Buffalo Snyder pretzel bites. I feel like that would be the perfect compliment to all of that. Those are good. Those are good. In a pinch, they smack. Yeah, <laughs> and then you have the Fiji water to wash it down, baby. You don't even got to worry about the heat. Everything's got... good there. Indeed, indeed. I was put on. I mean, Fiji like, when you, know, I had... like, you know, you, you always see the wrestlers come out, and it's like, you know, I'm drinking beer. I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. Look, look at me drink my beer. Uh, you know, like, what about the children? Are we really trying to, uh, you know, steer them in that direction? Right. Right. Like, like we I, need to steer them to the sacred waters of Fiji, you know. I feel like there's a really there's, good there's opportunity. No, there's nobody's life who who went, you know, on a downward spiral. Nobody's woken up in uh in a jail cell only to, you know, have them, you know, why am I here? Oh yeah, you murdered your whole family last night when you were blackout drunk. That doesn't happen when you drink Fiji. You're absolutely right, brother. No, How many psychopaths uh can blame it on the Fiji? I feel like there's a great marketing opportunity for you and Tim Boston. Because he's got the ice cream gimmick. You got the Fiji water gimmick. You know, we're going to get people on really well-balanced, like, reward versus uh, that purity purposes. You know what I mean? Like, you, you take care of yourself all week, drink the good Fiji. And then at the end of the week, you reward yourself with an ice cream cone. You guys could have water <laughs> and ice cream cone socials. And I think that would be the I mean, the, just Fiji and ice cream, they just go together so perfectly. See, it's like the next like, peanut butter and jelly. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, I mean, uh, me and Kyle, uh, Kyle loves steak, right? And, uh, you know, every now and then he'll put a little bit of steak sauce on it. We've been trying to come up with the perfect recipe, man. Like, he already has the one his grandma made, uh, very good. Uh, but it's like just just a little, just like a little drop of Fiji. And then just like, you know, open the gushers and just, just let, <laughs> let it gush. And then I, I feel like that's that's one thing that's missing from the culinary world is there's not enough chefs out there that just you know really want to let it all hang out there. Just let it gush. <laughs> what what dish wouldn't go better with some gushers on the side? Like you when you eat those, those expensive plates, that you know the goddamn piece of lettuce is bigger than the steak itself. 
I'd rather look at some gushers on the side there than a, a little piece of kale or whatever they put there. There's a reason the kids love gushers. Because they're good. I think everybody loves gushers if they're Absolutely. honest with themselves. If you just, you know, really sit down and think about it. Don't let Kevin lie to you. He's very profound about his hate towards them. But you didn't Whoa, hear that I got some me. in my pantry right now, brother. I'm going to need not- a receipt on that, brother. Got some in your pants? <laughs> no, my, my pantry. Your oh, pants? look at you, <laughs> mister. I have a pantry. <laughs> Sorry, us peasants over here just have fucking normal cabinets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man. Man. It's a so, flex. Yeah, well, thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so being in being in now for you know uh, just around over five years, uh, have there been anybody that you've worked with or anybody that you've been on the card with that you've been kind of starstruck? Like, have you had those moments where, like, man, I watched this guy and now I get to work with them? Have you had any of those moments yet? Yeah, it was kind of embarrassing. Uh, one time I marked out really hard for Gangrel. Okay. Like, I used to get the uh, fake blood, yep. and I used to do the uh, uh, like around Halloween. I'd just stock up on the fake blood, and I'd do like the blood bath gimmick on the other action figures. Nice, you know. And uh, it, like I told it, him that, and then and then and then I realized like oh like this is like weird. You know what I mean? Like you're not supposed <laughs> to like they have to deal with that shit everywhere else. You know what I mean? So like but, when they're on the job. I think some of them like don't want to be. I think it's a case by case kind of basis, but it's like in general. I mean, they try and teach you to not be, you know, don't be a mark or whatever kind of stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, like, like he, he he wasn't like uh, offended or anything. I don't know. Just it like I felt like awkward like after it, just because he just kind of like gave me this weird look. I don't know. But but I mean he he's a really cool dude. He's a really yeah. cool dude. Maybe I shouldn't have brought that up. But but that was like the first time doing that. Yeah, I, I brought some like Coors lights and shit. And I was just like, it was Coco Beware and Gangrel, and it was for, for a church, but it was outside in the middle of the street. And it was, you know, I'm in the back and I'm I'm drinking beer with goddamn Coco Beware and Gangrel. And I mean I was a Coco Beware mark too. Me bird too. or no bird. Yep. That man was a killer. Like he was a he was a beast, you know. I think uh, some people that like when they remember him, all they remember was the bird. Like that dude was a bad some bitch. Uh, his uh, his Ghostbuster or Brainbuster. Yep. I don't. I can't. I think they were calling it a Ghostbuster. Ghostbuster. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Really good. Like just I remember doing the missile drop kicks and you know bird or no bird, you know he he was the man. Coco Beware ruled. Absolutely. Uh, I uh, I had a note. Another person that you seemingly worked with, Ken Anderson. And my question was, he a dick? <laughs> Ken, honestly, dude, all of my interactions with Ken have been really fun. You know, because I, I went to his school. Just you know, I'd already been trained and stuff, but I didn't want to get left behind. Like in my mind, I thought like once that school opened, it would be like. You know, there'd just be a ton of people getting pumped out left and right. Like I thought it was going to be a whole new world, and it and it sort of was. You know, like they put out like a lot of a lot of heavy hitters and stuff. Um. So I I think uh, I forgot what I was talking about. We were talking about Ken. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I was really worried that that like by now, uh, like I would be like left in the past. Like I would be like a memory that 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 school was going to make me obsolete because they were just going to put out, you know, Straight heavy down. hitters left and right. But uh, I think, you know, uh, it takes a certain kind of person to be a wrestler. And I think there's a lot of people that go in thinking like, yo, I've seen this shit on TV. I don't really, I don't know how I'm allowed to talk on this show. I'm sorry if I'm uh, saying bad words or something. Oh no, we swear all the time. Don't even. Oh, worry okay, about okay. Yeah. In general, fuck, I was like, fuck, I should have checked before, and I and I kind of like to, you know, not. Uh, yeah. All right. So yeah, I, th- I thought that school <laughs> was going to be like the it, it, when it opened up. I'm like, oh no, because there was like not a lot of play. They're just in even now. There's not a lot of places to get trained in Minnesota. There's only the academy at this point. Um, and that reopens on September 1st. If there's somewhere else that I'm forgetting, I, I apologize. But it's, I don't know, it's, it's always been weird. Um, you'd think there'd be more schools. Yeah, like, it'd be nice if there was, like, a lot of places to own your craft and stuff. But right now, they're the only game in town. Um, and... You know, I think it's just, it's, you know, I don't know how much of the market is there. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. I think people think the wrestling business is like, oh, anybody can get in and do this and, you know, easy money kind of stuff. But as far as I can tell, it seems like it's kind of hard to make a buck doing this stuff. Uh, I don't know, depending on who you are, maybe I'm. Maybe that's why I'm not there yet is because I'm still like thinking about it too hard or something. But uh, yeah, as far as Ken goes, dude, like what, why was he, he addicted to you guys? Cause I mean, like, Oh, like, like, is it, does he live the gimmick of like being an asshole? Well, no. So it's like, I full disclaimer. I fucking love Ken Anderson. I always yeah. have always will. But like, you just hear these stories over time. I, it might just be me that I spend all my fucking time listening to like shoot interviews or yeah. like bios and shit like that. Cause I want to at least sound like I know what I'm talking about. Right. Uh-huh. So, but like you hear stories from time to time that like, nah, no, Ken was such a dick or that's why he got like his, like every chance big shot he got, like he was a dick backstage. And it's like, I don't necessarily believe that because look at Randy Orton. He was the biggest douchebag for years. And there are multiple people on record saying that. But he's still like, he's able to be gone for a month and a half and nobody even cares. He's still fucking making more bank than most wrestlers these days. And like, is that fair? That's a whole nother conversation. But like, I, uh, no, I really like Ken Anderson. So it's like, I was like, maybe you had a cool, funny fucking story or you're like, nah, actually he's just straight living that gimmick, but like in a positive way. Cause don't get me wrong. I love, a person who lives the gimmick. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just mainly Ken Anderson stories, I guess. <laughs> Man, yeah, I, I, like I've never wrestled him one-on-one, uh-huh. and I'd love to. I I, th- I think we'd have a great match, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as far as uh, stuff I've seen, just like how he treats people in, in general, it seems like he just, you know, generally is a respectful like good dude kind of yeah. stuff. So it's like, a, you know, you hear these stories about people, you know, maybe some of them are true. Maybe some of them aren't. I can only judge people based on my own interactions with them. Yeah. And unfortunately, that kind of thing is becoming less and less common. You know what I mean? Cause I'm sure yeah. there's probably some out 
people out there that might have, you know, some certain type of way to feel about me. I don't know, but, but I try to be a pretty chill dude and, and all of my interactions with Ken, uh, like, let's say, you know, he, he, it's not like he like throws it in people's face. Like, Oh, Hey, I've been to WrestleMania, you know, like I, like I don't see him big leaguing people. Like I've seen people that have never really done shit. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're good. That, that, you're that good. like that, that big league people and stuff. And I've seen Ken kind of be like almost like the opposite of that. You know, and I think wrestling is, you know, you almost have to be like a little bit, you got to believe in your own bullshit. Cause if you don't, then nobody else will, you know? And, and that's like, where do you draw the line with that? So there's a lot of cats where it's like, Oh, the, you know, this story, that story. And it's like, man, if you were to take, you know, any person on the world and go through their whole entire life, you might not have all good stories. There might be a couple bad sp- stories. You never know what somebody's going through. You know what I mean? So even for people who've been like, you know, like, wow, that guy was an asshole or he was a, you know, I just assume, you know, maybe their life fucking sucks when they go home, you know, like who knows? Yeah. yeah. Like, cause there's people that, that, that you know, uh, on social media, you, you get to uh, pick and choose what you put out there. So there's a lot of people that put it out. Like I live the perfect life. I'm the perfect person. Look at my perfect body. Look at my perfect house. Look at my perfect kids. So on and so forth. I almost try and leave my whole, whoever I am, whatever I got going on in my real life. I try and separate it from the wrestling stuff. And I don't know. I don't know that anything has really worked out for me. I guess like uh, my uh, biggest accomplishment would be that I'm still around and I'm still getting booked at least, you know, a couple places at this point. Cause I mean, let's face it, dude, like, Think things have gotten more competitive. Like uh, the, the the academies put out some heavy hitters. Some of those guys have gone on to be on, you know, TV to to do bigger things, and they're not around here as much. It seems to me like the cats that uh, do wind up making it are the ones that get out of Minnesota. And I don't know if I have that option unless I want to, you know, leave for a pack of cigarettes and be like, you know what, kids. See on down the road, uh, type of deal. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Uh, you kind of, you can't forget the gallon of milk, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't knock anybody for doing anything, man. Life is crazy. Um, yeah. You know, and there's a lot of cats where, you know, uh, maybe my interactions with them were. They were going through something else, you know, and maybe their interactions with me where they're like, man, what the hell's wrong with Stonehenge? You know, <laughs> things haven't always been on the up and up, right. you know? So thank God for Kyle pro latching onto him ever since he got that championship bonus, you know, no more tap water for him. So yeah. I'm, 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 I'm pretty happy uh, overall with, I guess, things in general, uh, as far as Ken goes, uh, I think he's a chill dude, yeah. you know, and, and not everybody's going to like each other. And you got to realize that there's a lot of people, I think, in wrestling that, you know, don't like each other or whatever. And I think the circumstances of whether or not they liked each other would be completely different if they weren't involved in wrestling. And there wasn't, you know, that uh, there's only so much attention. There's only so much money that goes around. There's only so many spots on the card. 
um, you know, and it's kind of a clicky business. Uh, so, so it's like hard to, you know, like, like it's been weird where it's like, I got to remember who doesn't like who, you know, who, who has heat with who, and I hope I don't compliment the wrong person or, you know, uh, say the wrong thing about somebody or that kind of stuff. So it's like, there's a lot of stuff like that that I think people don't, you know, take into consideration that it's just like any other kind of work I'm guessing, you know, right. you know, not like not everybody's going to get get along, but I think just w- what makes a professional is being able to go out there and whatever, whatever bully you got going on in the, uh, you know, with anybody or anything that you do business the right way that you make sure that, uh, you know, you don't cripple anybody or, you know, I don't know, uh, just, um, I, 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 it's not a prerequisite for me where, oh, I don't want to work with somebody because I don't agree with something he posted on, you know, I mean, if somebody's like an actual bad person, like if somebody's like actual sketch where it's like, oh, wait, he's on the what list for doing what kind of deal, you know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to work with people where it's, you know, people might think about me and be like, like it might reflect on me type of thing. You right. know? Guilty, so, guilty. Know, maybe, there's, maybe there's people that feel that way about, uh, about working with me where it's like, you know, uh, I have no idea, but I, I, I don't think I've done anything uh, too crazy so far. I think my best, uh, the worst dirt you could dig up on me is that, you know, maybe I got a little bit too hammered sometimes and you know you know got stupid on everybody or been there was there recently (laughs) well yeah you know it's a couple things what did i do i didn't do nothing i was i was a good boy hey man i i i I didn't i didn't i I left on my own accord i I didn't have anybody come up and say sir i'm gonna have to ask you to leave the 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 worst thing i did was uh probably dance yeah, I know you had that double gun move going on. Yeah, that's all. That's that's literally all I have. Yeah. It's a good one to go to, though. A couple, a couple things uh, you were you've been saying have, uh, you know, kind of struck a, a light in my head, and just things I've been thinking about in general. So you said you're a big territory guy. Uh, you know, you go back to the territories and stuff like that. Yeah. And with how you said, like, not really. If you don't leave Minnesota, you can't really get big. Which I, I can understand that because from what I understand, like if you ask Kevin, apparently there's a million fucking promotions that he's pulling people from Minnesota left and right. Uh, which I, I love, love Minnesota Indy wrestling. Oh, you know, 100 percent and same with Florida. But like I've even like over the past couple of years, like really like there's always been indie promotions. Don't get me wrong, but with AEW coming around and with how weird WWE's been the past two years, and I don't even want to open up that can of worms. Uh, we're gonna. I'm sure we'll end up. We'll be talking about that for fucking weeks on our other podcast. Uh, but you know, we're kind of seeing like I think GCW is a good example. You're starting to see these smaller promotions that can almost run kind of a territory like system, where you have your GCW. You know, you have your NWA. Like you have these slightly bigger and more uh, notorious promotions that are now kind yeah. of just stuck in one fucking place. 
because uh, yeah. I don't I don't remember where, but uh, I think NWA DCW seems like they like they're doing a fair amount of stuff. It's they like, are they're, they're bouncing around, the doing something on the west, they're doing something on the east. But even then, they could have like I've noticed like it's like the same venues every time. So yep. maybe they just yep. have their small circle because like I know they they frequent that Atlantic City venue that they did yep. the uh, Zach Ryder shit at. So, I mean, um, that's, I think, their, that's their that's their home base, if exactly. I'm not mistaken. Uh, but then you have, so I think you have NWA that's positioned out of Atlanta now, uh, yeah. if I'm correct. And then TNA or Impact has been doing out of North Carolina, I believe, or Tennessee, one of the two. Um, so you have these places that like, realistically, like, let's not get into this can of worms with COVID and everything. Like wrestling is still thriving more than it has in years, at least since the WCW days, because it's being talked about on a regular basis, like on a night where GCW is on you're seeing people talk about wrestling whereas maybe even eight months ago you wouldn't really see that like i remember when the you cannot kill david arquette stuff came out there were a lot of people are like who the fuck is nick gage and why did he try to kill david arquette you know mm-hmm. what i mean whereas now yeah. it's like nick gage weirdly enough is a household name and so you're seeing these smaller promotions start to get a lot of traction and with the potential of wwe like just saying hey like we're gonna sell like if they sell like, uh, like you know, there's an NBC pers- or prospect or the Disney mm-hmm. prospect. Like, I don't think it's going to get any more wrestling. So it's you have all these relapse fans relying on like AW or GCW or just like for me, I watch a lot of the old territory shit, like in the old mm-hmm. WCW and everything. Do you mm-hmm. think there's a potential that like in the next couple of years we could see uh, a rebirth of a territory like system? Not obviously a carbon copy by any means but like a modern day fit where you could like today you couldn't get out of or, or minnesota but who's to say it ken doesn't you know get some traction starts getting some shit going you know awf mm-hmm. doing everything who's to say that couldn't be its own territory you know what i'm saying i feel that um i, I don't know if it's ever gonna be that way because it just seems like uh I don't know that promoters are really all trying to work together like that. Like if they've got certain guys they want to get over, they can't necessarily send them somewhere else. Uh, you know, you got to be careful with that kind of thing. Uh, I feel like from, from like a promoter standpoint, I mean, you, you see it uh, with the bigger guys where they're doing the, um, you know, AEW impact uh, forbidden, the forbid, forbidden door stuff. Yeah. So I think, you know, you got to go into it thinking, how's this make, how, how do we all win? And, uh, I think if all the promoters were able to look at it, like, Hey, how can we all win or how can we all benefit from this as opposed to how can I win? How can I get, you know? So I I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'd like to believe that, that, it's sort of still a thing The like the territories aren't, you know, what they were and they never will be again because of cable TV. Uh, I think the, the writing was on the wall after cable TV. If you look at it, cause, uh, let's say instead of, uh, Vince taking over that, uh, if, uh, you know, Crockett's would have bought them out as well or something. And they already had NWA, then they might've been, the only game in town for a while or something. Uh, you know, I mean, it's all, 
who knows, you know, like, but, but, but the, the cable TV thing, I think was a real big deal as far as it's hard to, it's hard to sell your company and your guys as being, you know, really big stars when they can go over and see, you know, the production value and the, um, the glitz and glamor of the, uh, you know, this is the big leagues kind of deal as opposed to what the uh, standard fare was for a, a territory to offer. I like the territory stuff because I feel like it was kind of more, you got to see more, more of the personalities and stuff. Like, uh, like I feel like sometimes uh, even when you look at like the WWE, like the big uh, screen, the big entrance, I, I heard somebody say something like, you know, like sometimes all that stuff, it just kind of makes the dude seem smaller. And I've heard the theory that at the end of the day, they don't really want anybody to get over like the next, they they don't want anybody to get so big that in theory, if they go somewhere else, it's going to be like a crushing blow. You know, I get that. Like if you had a stone cold sea boss and at the height of 97 or whatever, and you know, something happened where they were to wind up over on nitro, you know, like, I get it. Um, I mean, I don't because I, <laughs> I don't know what it's like to be in that position, but but just outside looking in, mm-hmm. it, I think it's it's hard. Um, I think maybe just having like like annual kind of things. Uh, and I think they kind of do that. Like, like you see that with the uh, collective stuff and some of the stuff they run on WrestleMania weekend where yeah. uh, these companies will kind of join forces and they'll do super shows i'd say wasn't it all in i think kind of would have been in that same deal yeah no because that that wasn't even that that was like that was like the aew before aew it seemed like but it was like that was like roh that was new japan that was seemed like they had somebody you know they had the nwa stuff going on there impact so i mean and maybe those are maybe those are our territories you really sit down and think about it because there's WWE and there's everybody else and each of them kind of has their own home base. Um, But yeah, it would be sick to see something like substantial in the Midwest or or Minnesota where you wouldn't necessarily have to leave the state to get on a national uh, to have, you know, fans from, anywhere because i think it's just hard right now to be just you know just a minnesota guy and get over on that one of the guys i know that went on to the next level was like yeah i'm i'm trying to make it so i don't really wrestle in minnesota anymore except for when i come back to do the really big shows as opposed to doing as opposed to doing everything you can to make sure you're booked friday saturday sunday and i think there's some wisdom to that and I th- even, you know, uh, a lot of these weekends, it's like, yeah, I'm booked on Saturday. And it's like, there's sometimes where I look at it like, well, I could get booked on the Friday and the Sunday and stuff, or, or I could at least make the effort to do it. But it's like, I don't know, like, sometimes I just feel like I, I don't know if that overexposes certain talents. And, and it's like, like, there's certain times where it seems like, how many times can you uh, tell the same joke and get the same laugh type of thing? 
another thing I've noticed with that is like if if I just got the one show on the weekend, it's easier for me to just justify really going uh you know and I try not to get you know too crazy out there, but it's like if it is if you're gonna work on Sunday or whatever, you take that into account when you wrestle on Friday and Saturday. I think a lot of people do where it's like, Oh, I do this and this and this and this, but I don't want to mess my stuff up. If I got two more days, two more more days of it, you know, I mean, there's the, like people look at some of the older stuff and be like, wow, these guys were lazy or something. Uh, I mean, they were getting bigger crowds. They were making more money and they were doing less shit, but I don't think they were doing less shit because they were lazy. I think it's because they were doing it 300 something goddamn days a year, you know? And, and, and it sounds like the WWE, I don't know. Have they started doing house shows again? Yep. They're, they're, they're not, they haven't, they haven't started them, but they have been, uh, they've been put, they've been pushing them local ads. I don't know if they've actually ran a house show. again. I think they were, they ran one like a week ago here over in Florida. For for a while it it sounded like they were completely getting rid of that. That 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 if if they're not gonna go out and do a show important enough to even bring a camera to film it, then you know why are they doing it? Kind of thing. I mean, it made sense back in the day because uh, you know, that was how they made their money. But it seems like that's not really, you know, the sole factor on on their business model, especially with them. I wouldn't be surprised if they sold it. Me either. Me either. It's, uh, it's, that's, I'm hoping they don't, but uh, I would not, I would not be surprised the way things are. I mean, it, WWE is really crazy if you think about it. How, how, like, there's not a, not a lot of other companies like that that aren't owned by some crazy giant, you know, media conglomerate. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, Disney and Viacom and, you know, that, that, that's who owns everything. So. Well, that's, well, I, I mean, like, be, before the uh, cable TV stuff, I remember looking at a thing that was like, oh, here were all the different media, out, major media outlets back in the day. And I, I don't know how many there were, but it seemed like there were a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's just like everything's controlled by either Comcast or Viacom or, I don't know, they all wind up ending ending up buying each other out. But it's like, there's really not a lot of... I don't know. The corporations own everything. So, I mean, like, WWE is like, yeah, it's the big evil wrestling corporation, but just from compare it to any other, like, big evil corporation, and it's kind of like, they're they're almost like the underdog. Well, like, they're an anomaly. Awesome. Like, it no, doesn't even seem like, you know, and I, and I watch the stuff where it's like, they're talking about Vince, all the podcasts where it's like, uh, yeah, the guy's crazy. But it's like you have to be crazy to be able to run that company and have it be that big. But I think they could be a lot bigger if, you know. Well, and so you like even nobody wants to talk about the fact that Impact is owned by Anthem and then Ring of Honor is owned by Sinclair. So it's like you already have in the wrestling business. But I heard like a really interesting point where it's like it's kind of becoming with the Peacock deal where wwe and it lends towards the selling of wwe where it's like whoever buys it isn't necessarily buying a weekly wrestling show they're buying the catalog at this point and so kind of going back to my territory thing like because you made an interesting point like cable Mm -hmm. tv kind of ruined that 
but we're now in an age where cable TV is kind of a dead medium. <laughs> exactly. Whereas, where now it's everything is, you know, subscription service based. And mm-hmm. I think fight is could be a big variable in the rebirth in a sense of a territory system because here's the thing is is like you can watch everyone's TV now because of fight, you know what I mean? And like yeah, some of them you have to pay individually, which is a bitch. But like I'm sure there's tiers of fight where it's like if you pay a hundred bucks or 150 bucks a year, you're gonna get access to X amount of fucking services, you know what I mean? And then yeah. you're able to keep up with your different territories. But it's like WWE at this point, it's like if they sell like what's keeping the wrestling fans around at that point? Because we've already seen under Vince McMahon's ownership, like where that company's going. And this isn't neither a diss nor a compliment to Vince McMahon. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of criti- criticism both ways where people think it's at a high spot now because we're, we have live crowds back, but then other people are still criticizing it because they're literally bloodletting. Like they killed NXT this week. Yep. Um, and then fucking raw is just, it has had high spots, but it's kind of unbearable for the most part. So you really are relying on SmackDown. Like, are you going to be able to keep wrestling fans? Like, let's consider us wrestling fans. Whether mm-hmm. WWE is doing sports entertainment at this point, it's still inspiring a younger generation to maybe put their foot in the door to sports entertainment and go, hey, I like this, but I'm noticing things I like more, which is real wrestling. And then they go and dive off and who knows, maybe they watch New Japan or maybe they watch some territory day like dusty road shit or rick flair you know what i mean they're seeing this and they're like well if you look at it like a like a like a gateway drug or something like that it's like just because you started drinking the booze and then you started doing something else doesn't necessarily mean you put down the booze so i I don't think like wwe ever has to worry about like oh fans are just gonna completely stop watching us because they can watch the other stuff you know, because it, it, you know, they need something to tune into to complain about, even if they aren't, you know, enjoying it or whatever. I think that's just you know part part of being a wrestling fan nowadays or whatever. I, yeah. I the uh, so like I said, saying about being you know being a wrestling fan, Al always likes to ask. So I like to ask some of the questions that he likes to ask. Can yeah. you pinpoint like when you started your kind of fandom of wrestling? What can you pinpoint when you got drawn into wrestling? Um, I was a kid. I, probably four. Probably four would be how old I was. And, like, they used to have wrestling on ESPN. Yeah. So I assumed it was, like, an actual sport. Because otherwise, why was it on a sports network? Right. But, yeah, it just blew my mind. Um, I don't know whether that was, like, the AWA stuff at the tail end or whether it was global at that point. Okay. But like, I, I like, I remember eventually finding out uh, when wrestling was on, on the weekends and I, I really got hooked on the uh, WWF stuff. But as far as like the first like wrestler or something, like I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Like I do remember like, you know, at, at some point seeing somebody with a mask and being like, what's going on with all that i I remember somebody getting hit with a chair or something and i'm like well that's you don't see that every day on on uh, boxing or anything right so and i I liked boxing before like i didn't know much about it like i knew i knew mike tyson because i played uh punch out Mm -hmm. and stuff so i was always like a mike tyson mark but i but i remember like seeing wrestling being like 
now this is a real man sport kind of yeah. thing, you know, like, hell yeah. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> it took me a while to come to terms with, uh, maybe, maybe this, uh, there might be at least a little bit of, uh, entertainment, uh, with, with the sport as well. Me too, so, man. Me too. Man. And, and I, it's I, like, it's something like maybe I should be embarrassed about, but I feel like, man, like I would die to have fans like that, you know, like I'd, I'd love to see uh, like that kind of thing make a comeback. And I think a lot of people, it's like, it's not like you you got conned or you were like an idiot for believing. There's something about it where it's really fun when you just like are like, you know what? I believe I believe like I felt like it was disrespectful to to insinuate that you know maybe this ultimate warrior guy might be on steroids or something you know maybe i don't know uh i i i think it's more fun you know like like even when i uh because there was a period of time where i stopped watching it and stuff and i you know i was it was just like i was going through a lot of other stuff and i don't know just uh but but i remember like falling back in love with it again and just being like yeah yeah you know like for some reason when this guy's on the microphone saying what he's saying i don't know why man but i believe him you know like the, like i feel like that i mean shit look, look at the brock lesnar stuff like people complain about it but i think there's a reason he is where he is is because at the end of the day like to really get people to pay their money they gotta sort of believe in some of the shit you know, so sometimes it's weird for me to see like, oh, you can't say this. You can't talk like that. It's 2021. We can't do this. We can't do that. Like, man, like, so I feel like some of the best stuff in wrestling is like when just they'd go out there and it'd be like, oh, I got to plug my thing and it's about to die. Yeah. Um, <sighs> like the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels stuff, you know, mm -hmm. damn well. That, that when they were going out there, like, part of that was a shoot. Like, they, they believed in what they were saying. Yep. You know, there's no way that Brett didn't believe that he was the champ. And everybody knows that Sean thought he was, like, the man. And both of them were. And I feel like that's what made it work. Yeah. Like, even, even the uh, Stone Cold stuff, you listen to his podcast, he was like, well, you know, at the time, I did believe I was the baddest son bitch on the planet kind of deal. Right, right. Of, uh, and that's the, so that's like, that's the, that's the best part is when you can, you know, you, you kind of suspend that disbelief, man. And, and it draws you in and you can believe in what you're watching and, and you nailed it. I was right with you. I didn't want it. I, I held out for so long going, no, 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 this is not, there's no entertainment value. This is, this is sport. This is wrestling. This, you know what I mean? And, and I, I, to this day, man, I love, I go to as many shows as I can because I love wrestling i love it it brings people together and it also divides people it's such a unique uh art form you know if you want to call it a, an art form and it's it's such a it's such a beautiful thing uh the other the other question that al always loves to ask and it's going to be this is going to be unique for you uh i think at least is there a move that you will not take he always says like the the doomsday device like you see that and you're like, no, I'm not doing that shit. Is there a move out there where you go, ah, not for me, not not fucking taking that? Uh, probably. I mean, like, 
uh, I always, you know, envision myself. So I do stuff like jump off my deck and, you know, onto the jump off the tree onto the trampoline and stuff. Right. And I thought there'd be more of that. And, you know, but uh, I don't know something's happened to me because it's like all I was on top of, like, I don't know, heights didn't really bother me much before, mm-hmm. but just, I don't know, like, uh, I feel like I'm getting old. Even stuff like uh, with uh, our little uh, uh, casino action, and just like after it, yeah. hanging out with the, the lads and stuff. It's like, man, I don't know if I could do this no more. Like, uh, it ta- uh, like I feel like the recovery takes longer than it used to. So it's like I try and be, I have a hard time saying no to taking a lot of stuff because I don't know. I feel like it's sort of like a pride thing, which you would think it would almost be like the exact opposite with that. But it's like with chair shots, I don't know if I've ever put a hand up and I know I need to start. Yeah. So that's good. That's going to be a big <laughs> deal for me. when I, when I finally just be like, you know what? Nobody's going to think less of you. Yep. You know, nobody, you not putting your hand up doesn't make anybody think it is real. And, oh. uh, you know, if if somebody were to shoot, throw a chair at you, when you know you would yep, try and do something to deflect the blow. <laughs> yeah, but absolutely. It's like, I don't know. Well, so, so I have a, I have a counterpart question because we've gotten this before on the interview series. Now that you work, do you find yourself having a harder time enjoying wrestling, um, to a degree? I. I know, like, as far as the week-to-week stuff and, you know, keeping uh, keeping in tune with uh, what's hip, I guess, like, uh, it's not that I don't enjoy it as much. It's just, uh, I like, I, I get confused, like, and I know this is just, like, me getting old kind of thing, like, like uh, you know, grandma being, like, Oh, that's rock and roll music. It's all noise. Back in my day, we played, the, we listened to the jazz type of thing. You know, like I, I understand that's kind of like where I am now. But it was like I, I watched uh, some of the Nick Gage, Chris Jericho stuff. Like I, I don't know, uh, you know, who's to say whether or not it's, uh, you know, like people were like, oh, is this good for wrestling? Is it bad for wrestling? I, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think my opinion on it matters as much or anything like that, but I honestly kind of enjoyed it. Like I, I, I don't go out of my way to like, you know, really watch a ton of the stuff, but it's like, I used to get the uh, little FMW uh, dub copy tape trader kind of things. Like I, I got the uh, King of the death match stuff. Like when I was a, a kid, like, like not the, I the Japanese one with Terry Funk and Mick Foley and, you know, so it's like, it's like, who am I to judge anybody? Cause like some of it, it's like, I don't know. It's all entertainment. And it's like saying, if this is bad for whatever, like if, if you were to look at uh, pro wrestling as uh, filmmaking, like just because one guy makes a movie that I think is shitty, doesn't mean that movies are ruined forever. I don't know if any of this makes any sense, but oh no, I'm, I'm thinking of what you're putting down. 
I follow you. Well, and so like I with me, it's like I understand the appeal of deathmatch. And if we're being honest, it's not too far off of a lot of the shit we've seen. You know what I mean? Like for everyone who wants to talk about the heyday of ECW, like I mean, yes, it's uh, amplified a little bit uh with the use of like the free use of glass, I think is a good way to put it. Or like the PVs, like the light tubes. But well, no, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Oh, um, because I was thinking about that too, like how there were cats who were like really uh like man, this looks bad. This is you know really bad for wrestling with that. And I'm like when you watch Mick Foley get thrown off the fucking hell in a cell, you know, back in the day. I don't think anybody looks at it like, man, this fucking ruined wrestling. Also, uh, what would you rather take to the face of fucking yeah, so, uh, like, would, or like, a like, When I think about that, I'd rather take I'd I'd rather take the tubes. I'd I'd rather uh, there's nothing Chris Jericho took in the match that I'd be like, yo, I, I'd rather get thrown off this fucking 30 foot cell, you know. Well, and if what, you want to go even further back than that, just like so, some of that old time wrestling or whatever. Uh, like there was one time I was watching like Dusty Rose just came out swinging a baseball bat. Uh, it was like, it looked like he got a couple of those guys pretty good. Yeah. You know, it looked like, like he was like, you know what, boys, we're going to try and make this look real. We're going to give them a good show type of deal. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Like, a it's all subjective. Yeah. It's just, you know, wrestling's always been kind of fucked up if you really think about it. You know, like, because you oh, look what? before that. I'm sure there's tons of shit that before, uh, it, when you think about how much money it costs uh, to film anything way, way back, you know, before everybody had uh, a phone and stuff, I'm sure there's probably some territory era stuff that might like really freak people out if 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 it would have been filmed and the public would have seen it yeah yeah absolutely you're not wrong by any means and i mean there's even stuff like the mass transit incident like we've seen footage of it but like honestly i don't think he i don't feel like he bled that much okay can, let me, when i look back at it the first time the the first time i uh it got opened up uh I, I didn't. I didn't know the routine or anything, but legit, I, I feel like I bled way more than mass transit. Well, so when, let me get your happened. opinion on that. Do you? Well, how do you feel about mass transit? How, how do I feel about him? Or that whole incident in general? Like, because there's a lot of talk, like that he, he lied about his age, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll do fucking anything." But then he was like calling or uh, calling spots in the ring before he even got in there, and he's like never even fucking wrestled. Uh... Well, it's like when they tell you to like, uh, what's the rock say? Know your role type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. I can't imagine telling New Jack how to put together a fucking match. If I'm if I'm 17 years old and I've I've done jack shit with my life. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not trying to say like what happened to him was justified a good thing or, or whether it was or wasn't justified but i i don't know man like and you know, the, you know 
It's like, how did he, how did he get through those hoops? He was just like legit, like, okay, I'm a wrestler. And they're like, okay, kid, go in the ring with fucking new Jack. Right. Like right. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> but, but, it, but it, you know, I've been in wrestling and I've seen some shit where it's like, you know, I, I can kind of see how that kind of thing could happen. I hit a fan with a chair once because I thought I figured no promoter would, would actually have me do that. Like I was like, so who was that guy? Like thinking he was like a plant. Right. Right. He was like, he he must've been, or at the very least, he must've been one of the promoters buddies. Right. something that's like, no dude, you just hit a fan with a chair. (laughs) So (laughs) so I felt like such a fucking idiot, you know? No, no, like there's like stuff where it's like they don't wrestling's weird, man, you know, and I think whether you're a fan uh, or you're, you know, in it, just I think the best thing you can do is accept it, even with all of its flaws. You know, of course, you want to try and leave it better than you found it. I happen to find that some people who make that like their calling card, it's kind of like a PR thing, you know. Uh, I don't know. We're all just doing the best we can. And, yeah. you know, I, I guess I don't want to look to pro wrestling as your uh, moral compass as far as <laughs> that kind of stuff. And, right, right. You know, it, it's it's entertainment. It's an art form. And I, I'd say it's kind of a sport to a certain degree, even. Absolutely. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like sport people who've had at least a little bit of athletic background, like you definitely want that if, if this is something you were going to do. And I wish I had more of that. And I think I would have, you know, I would have been smarter. Um, Cause I, 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 when I broke in that shit, I was damn near 30, you know? So it's, it's, <laughs> it's not like I could go in thinking, Oh, you know, um, like when you're 18, and, and by the time you roll to 30, it's like you've damn near spent, uh, le- you know, half of your life over over the vast majority of your adult life yeah. as, as a wrestler. So so it was like a different situation for me where it's like, man, if I don't at least give it a shot now, I'm never going to know what it feels like. So yeah. for me, like ju- just to actually be in a wrestling ring and be like, yo, this is what it feels like to be in a ring to like just hit the ropes and right. you know go up to the this turn is what it feels like the two five gum yeah yeah it was it was definitely uh yeah hell of an experience um it was just like i, I knew i wanted to do it when i was a kid and but i i just you know along the way i just kind of I don't know, L- lost my way. And it's like, it's like, even like now there's like only one place to go get trained and that, and that's not open till September 1st. Um, so it's, it's never been an easy thing to get into. And uh, my biggest regret is just not getting into it as soon as I could, because for where I was at in life and, yeah. and my situation, it just wasn't an option. It wasn't a thing that presented itself. And even if it did, you know, I didn't have a lot of people around me who were like, you know what, this is what you need to do with your, you know, like, yeah, 
and, and, it, and it's weird because I'd, I'd go to the shows as a fan and I remember going there and, you know, some lady being like, hey, free soda for the wrestlers. And being like, I guess I'll take a Sprite, you know, <laughs> but I, I'm not I'm not one. I'm not going to say it. if you can give me something for free. Then, yeah, sure. I'm one of the wrestlers. But 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 it's like I, like that shit kept happening is I kept going to the shows and I kept, you know, seeing you know uh dad nudges kid and be like that must be one of the wrestlers and that shit was killing me so i'm like yeah i might be you know in my late 20s or whatever but i'm gonna give it a go either way and you know i know i'm not uh you know rob van dam or anything like that and honestly like uh, i i like i don't i don't know what the perception is of me as a wrestler uh, and i feel like i could do a lot more, but uh, so, I, I don't know. I don't. Not everybody needs to be Rob Van Dam. Yes, it's a, exactly. It's, it's it's a variety show, man, and yep. and you fit your role so perfectly in that variety show. And this is this is just me as a fan yep. talking about somebody that's been to seen you yep. many times. You fit your role perfectly so when you say like i'm not rob van dam well no somebody else can be rob van dam you're fucking stonehenge man like that that is that is who you are and you fit it perfectly and it's i enjoy it just like i say as a fan i i enjoy your work i love coming out and see see like the the mayhem that you caused at that battle royal brother like i i'm all about what what you do i am a fan of yours so i would never like no you're not rvd Man, you're, you're fucking Stonehenge, and it, and it rocks, man. You got those stone and bastards. So, I want to be. I, I want to make sure that I'm respectful of your time here. Uh, I know I got two more questions for you in the holster. Will, do you have any any other questions uh, in your holster there? Uh, not off the top of my head. Uh, this has already been great, so I'll let you fire out. Because yeah, like I said, want to be respectful of time and everything. And plus, we want to make sure you have time to plug your shit, my man. Yeah, absolutely. So, if you were creating yourself a survivor series team you're the captain okay five on five survivor series you're the captain of your team who are you riding with you got four other four other guys with you who are you riding with on your survivor series team are we talking about just on the on the all all time man if you want to go just independent i would love that because you know my feeling towards you know indie wrestling but that's that's entirely up to you it's Uh, your team all time all time Dead or alive. You take your choice, man. I have to choose my opponents too. I would love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking for an easy payday here. So my opponents, (laughs) I'm going to go with Brooklyn Brawler. (laughs) Times five. Doink the Clown. Uh, Doink the Clown. Uh, Double Doink. WrestleMania 9. (laughs) What about the female Doink? Was there a female doing? That sounds so hot. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I mean, go like, keep going. I need me a doink girl. Okay, doink Big girl, doinks. we're up to four. But they need they need a strong leader. They need somebody. Uh, the original let's do the doink. gambler. Let's do the gambler. The gambler, nice, nice pull. He's gonna he's gonna be a leader of that team. Beautiful. Uh, Let's see here. Who are my partners? I probably should have should have if this is supposed to be a dream match, I probably should have chose, you know. Yeah. 
probably a good thing I don't book myself. Uh, there was, there was Dink. Yeah, yeah. I think he should be he should be in the mix too. Um yeah, so I got Brooklyn Brawler, double doinks, lady doink. I don't remember this lady doink. I think neither I do think I. You're, you're lying, dude. I'm I'm finding it right now, I promise. Yeah, dude. Send me send me as much of that if you got any video <laughs> footage. You know, one of these lonely nights. Get some doink in the doink. Get, get me some clown love. <laughs> whoop whoop. You could punch the clown while you're doing it. Um yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh all right. So me and four other people. Could be any four wrestlers through history. Oh, uh, Snooky, right off the bat. <laughs> Y'all might laugh, dude, but I she had a good performance. I dug that little cartwheel yep. thing she did. Yep. And you know, it doesn't hurt to have some female representation on uh, Team Hedgehog. Uh, let's see, who else would I put on the gimmick? Dead or alive? Man, that covers a lot of ground. Yeah, it does. Uh, um, Andre the Giant. There Why not? Go. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um. All right, we got. Uh, we got our lady. We got our big girl, uh, big guy. Um, need something that's gonna shock the people. Something that's gonna blow their mind. Who's the wild card? Who's the wild card? <laughs> um, you know, I think Shockmaster, maybe. There you go. <laughs> We're gonna shock people. Uh. I want Psycho Sid on this for sure. I need to have at least somebody I can relate to. Nice. You nice. Stonehenge, Snooky, Shockmaster, Sid. All S's so far. Or Andre's on there too. No, I've already chosen all five. <laughs> you, you can replace <laughs> one, man. You can replace <laughs> one. <laughs> Getting rid of Andre then. His name doesn't start with an S. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with. Stunning Steve. Why not? Right? There you go. Stunning I'm Steve. You're like, yo, grow the hair back. Or no, <laughs> he, Stone, Cold, Stone Cold Steve works. Yeah. Whichever yeah. one he wants to do, I'll have him do half and half. I'll be like, grow back the hair, then yeah. shave half. It'll, it'll be both. <laughs> nice. It'll be like when uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper did the one thing. Uh, with bad news. Yeah. Not yeah. Like absolutely. In a bad way. Like, you know, like. Right. Uh, there's more to me than meets the eye. Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, those are, those are, I always love that because you never quite know who, who's going to pop up, who, who's going to pick, you know. Uh, the other question I, I like to ask uh, everybody that we talk to is if you were able to sit down with one mind in, in wrestling, uh, to be able to pick their brain to help you improve, improve you as a, as a wrestler, who would you sit down and, and, and share a cup of coffee or a, or a beer or a rum or what, what, what have you just sitting down, being able to talk to somebody to help you improve your game as a wrestler, who would, who would you choose? Man, that's a really good one. Um, oh, 
also by the way either it's so weird because it's like uh uh, like a lot of the people that i think of to to that i would want for that it's like i wonder how how much of their knowledge i'd be able to apply uh in today's kind of environment right right because there's you got to think about who who you got to work with and so it'd be nice to have somebody could who could help like bridge bridge the gap i guess i don't know i'm maybe terry funk okay nice i mean honestly J- jerry lawler would be up there uh, i don't know if yeah. i can even name drop him <laughs> but but just like the fact that he was able to do the uh you know have a territory built around him mm-hmm. uh, and and have people come back every every monday for however many years or whatever it was mm-hmm. and you know they didn't uh they, they held on for a while as far as the territories go yeah like they they really hung around uh because i think they were still doing it you know, AWA had been run out, uh, you know, damn near everybody else, world-class. So maybe, maybe, I don't know. That's really, really hard. If it were like, cause it would be, uh, if it were strictly on how I could be a better performer as a wrestler, my, my answer to that would be different than, you know, uh, business knowledge or something like that. Right. Like across the board, like when you, before you added that, I was like Tony Khan probably because then I just spend the whole time just being Tony baby, you know, honestly, I think I, I could bring something, uh, I, you know, uh, maybe I'm not the kind of guy they need to have, you know, in the ring, but I honestly think the kind of shtick I do with, Kyle pro people are like, Oh, it's not often you see a big, uh, it's, it's kind of, it's unconventional. It's not the way it's normally done, but I think that's what would make it unique. It would be a thing that has, that's not a trope. Right. Uh, as, as far as that goes and it's getting harder and harder for them to find managers that are actually smaller than the wrestlers. So yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, slim, slim pickings. Uh, but I mean, you know, uh, man, yeah. Uh, if I were to talk, you know, if, how how do I advance on the indies? I don't know. I just Google whoever. Uh, man, because uh, all the, all the people I want to talk to would be like, I, I have a feeling that none of them like would even give a shit about like you know like wrestling nowadays in the sense of like. But but I I like being able to take stuff that I see from back then be like, would that still work or do anything right. now? And right. the answer is usually yes. Yep. Is the, is the messed up thing. Yep. Cause it's like, you know, uh, like it, you, you're somebody who's been like, yeah, I, I kind of dig the Stonehenge shtick and it definitely adds something to it. Uh, you know, wh- whether or not it's because I'm able to do a bunch of crazy stuff, like, Sometimes you need guys that don't do that, you know. If every single person on the roster has an awesome 450 splash and an awesome shooting star press and they do it each, by the end of the night, you're not going to give a shit about any of it. You're not going to give a shit about any of them. Absolutely. So I, I, I see myself as, you know, I'm not the guy because I've had people be like, well, why don't you get 
over or something. I'm like, dude, like if I'm a heel, my job is to get whoever I'm wrestling over, you know? And, And I think, I think the best wrestling happens is, is when you got two people who are going out of the way to get the other guy over and, uh, that's where I feel like my best matches have have happened where I've got somebody out there who's thinking just as hard about what can I do to make Stonehenge seem like, you know, a bigger monster than I already am apparently. Uh, And when I'm thinking about what can I do this to make this man look like the second coming of Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, I mean, it's weird. And, you know, sometimes you you get in there and, and, and you realize, okay, it's, it's all about you kind of thing or whatever. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, like at the end of the day, if if anybody like thinks less of me because I didn't uh, do as good in the wrestling match, I, I didn't. I didn't win my match. Um, you know. I, I hope I didn't lose any fans because of it. It's like, man, I feel like when people go home, they don't really give a shit about who won or who lost. They give a shit about whether or not they were entertained, right. whether or not they had a good time at the show. Because yep. um, because if if uh, they were there just to see uh, uh, if they, if they wanted to be in an environment where that shit mattered, I think they'd just go to an MMA fight, yep. you know, like, mm-hmm. like who, who are we, who are we kidding? Right. Like, like wrestling is about going and, you know, saying shit to the bad guy that you would not get away with saying anywhere else. And, uh, cause I remember taking my kids to go to wrestling and, uh, them going, uh, one of them goes, Hey, you suck or something. And one of the guys that looks at me and, and he's like, it's all right that I said that. Right. Dad. And I'm like, you goddamn right. It is. This is, best. you know, watch your mouth everywhere else, but here pretty much say whatever the fuck you want. I mean, it's getting less and less like that now. Uh, you know, it's very, it's very conditional. Yeah. But I don't know. I always thought that was part of the, part of the appeal. And it's crazy to me because you'll see wrestlers be like, you know, I was wrestling and uh, one of the fans said something that really hurt my feelings. And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Like, if, dude, like, I've had some kids say some shit to me that I cannot repeat on this show or any other show. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I left that shit feeling like, yeah. Yep. I did my job. I, yeah. I'm the man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I must have, I must have, I must have struck a chord or whatever. Cause yep. you're like, you, you wouldn't say, say that kind of shit to somebody unless, I don't know. <laughs> it's, that's you know, the, I, that's, that's the thing though. Like that's, that's what, that's why we go to wrestling because you, you want to invoke emotion from the fact, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah, whether it's, whether yeah. it's cheering or booing or, you know, you, you want to absolutely hate somebody or you want to absolutely love somebody. That's what, like, you need that emotion. You get that when you go to, you know, you, you go to a wrestling show. So that's what I mean. If you're, you're getting hurt by fans, like fans are no fans. Sell that shit. Like, no yeah, sell that shit. No sell that shit. Yeah, like, exactly. I, exactly. I don't know. I, I, I get that it's different for different people in different, mm-hmm. you know, demographics and stuff. Like, 
like let's say if i you know was a, a black wrestler and i went to a show and everybody started dropping end bombs then like i got that like i'd yeah. be i'd be fucking heated too yep uh, you know but if it's but if it's like uh like sometimes i i you know see and hear the stuff about fat shaming you know and i'm like man like if i had a dollar for every you know kid that called me fat or something like right. that like i don't know probably probably have at least 20 bucks i don't know yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't been keeping i haven't been keeping track of it keeping track like, of it yeah i don't know i've always reacted better to uh negative reinforcements so yeah. i mean who knows yeah. you know maybe those those insults are the thing uh keeping me as slim and trim as i am <laughs> right now as opposed to what i would be if i wasn't wrestling i think about that sometimes too like right it's like what motivation would i have to do any physical activity yeah if uh if wrestling wasn't there for you well i'm i'm, I'm you know i feel like it's a good thing to not completely let yourself go either way you know yeah. like i don't I, you know like I've, I've been thinking of it more like i've gotten old enough where i'm thinking it less from a, a standpoint of achieving physical perfection as, as much as hey you know i don't want to die 10 years from now right, yeah. <laughs> like you know i don't know yeah, no, I, like, I, I, never, I, I never, I never pictured myself being this old to begin with, you know. So it's like crazy to me. I hear you there, brother. Uh, I hear you there. So, like I say, we want to be respectful of your time here, but you got to let us know what dates you have coming up and and where we can where we we can find some program merch out there. I know we can, brother. You let us know where we can. I believe that if you go to, I think it's the program dot creator. This line. Uh, dash spring.com that's where they have the uh, program stuff might be easier just to try and track me down on social media i know my twitter is twitter.com backslash uh stonehenge pw which is short for pro wrestling uh other than that, I usually just tell people to type in Stonehenge Wrestler on Google. Yeah, and you pop and up. I, and I think I'm usually the first guy that pops up. You are. I don't yep. I don't believe there's any other Stonehenge wrestlers that are just like, yo, my name is just Stonehenge. Yeah. And that was kind of one of the sell selling points to me, uh taking taking the name. Mm -hmm. But it's also like I can't vanity search myself on Twitter either. <laughs> So, so it's like, that might be a good thing. Right. Cause, right. Uh, Cause I can see myself, uh, have, having some fun with that, you know, <laughs> just cause I don't know. Absolutely. absolutely. But, but it seems like most of the time, as far as like, you know, I haven't ever had anybody, you know, be like, you know what? I liked wrestling until I saw, you know, you wrestle or something <laughs> like that. Like I, I, you know, I feel like the fans have been uh my best supporters you know as far as like in wrestling i, I don't know if it's 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 a lot of networking and I, i'm i'm not the best networker so uh yep. I, I, so if anybody is listening to this and like wants to wants to like help me with that if you if you know somebody i don't know Tony Khan. It's like we go way back, but the guy keeps big leaguing me. You know, and I know it's all a rib. 
You know, we used to used to play pool together. Uh, I can see him being a shark too. He is, yeah. He's a hustler. He's a hustler. Awesome, awesome. Now, what 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 dates do you have coming up? August fourteenth is. I almost need to look this up myself. Should we look it up together? August fourteenth is in Mora at the Mora Civic Center. I don't know him, but you know. Him. All right. <laughs> I, hey, man, I'm, like I say, I'm a, I'm an indie fan, man. You uh, know that about me by now. I don't know where in Mora it is. It's the more it's the more uh, uh, Civic Center. Yeah, I'm, they're I'm they're their local ice rink. Nice. I this will be my debut at an ice rink. I've never wrestled at an ice rink before. Nice. Show dates. All right, folks. AWF in North. Oh, that already happened. August 14th, AWF, Mora, Minnesota at the ice rink. I'm assuming there's only one ice rink in town. If you go to the ice rink and there's no wrestling there, go to the other ice. Rink. Go to the other one. <laughs> Perfect. August 21st, below zero wrestling is about to get even colder. <laughs> Binford, North Dakota, Red River Resort, I think is the name of it. It is. Yep. You no, know, it has the. Oh, okay. So I got that one right. Yep. Uh, I'm going to be wrestling Petey Brown. Uh, oh, he, my main he, man, Petey. He likes to dance, but if he thinks he's going to dance all over me, you got another thing coming, pal. Uh, August 28th, AWF Elk River, Minnesota. Uh, I, I'm guessing that's at like a high school or something. September 11th. I'm not a, on the poster, but I'm assuming I'm still booked for it. It's uh, <laughs> Showtime, Showtime Pro Wrestling in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, I okay. believe. Or actually, I might be wrong. It's like a Haley block party or something. I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> go to, go to uh, Stonehenge. Type in Stonehenge Wrestler on the Google machine. Eventually, you'll find out everything you need to know. Coming back to MIW on September 25th, I can only assume that's at the American Legion of Doom Post 580 in good old Chanhassen, Minnesota. October 2nd, I'll be back for Below Zero Wrestling. October 9th, even more showtime for me in Chippewa Falls, I'm assuming. Yeah, after that, things are looking pretty bleak. I got a couple more on the calendar there, and then, uh, yeah, so if you happen to be a promoter, well, uh, I, I know I know uh, exactly what your show needs. I hope needs to get stoned. Yeah, I think it might. Yeah, your show just needs to get stoned. Enter the stone zone. Um, enter the stone zone, man. I haven't been so, using that one. Like a stone. So I I, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Uh, I want to thank you for for entertaining me at so many indie shows that I've that I've been to. I want to thank you for for hanging out on uh, Saturday night there out in Iowa, man. That was uh, for me that was an experience of a lifetime, brother. Uh, I really appreciate it. Really appreciate you again. Thank you so much. Well, I'm glad you had fun because I don't remember any of it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I I do, but I did I did lose my phone. There was there was some I, 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 I wound up finding it the next day. Nice, yeah. It, it my, got, gun, it, my gun's still missing, though. I, it you got, know, <laughs> it, like, hey, you know. 
it got so it I got probably, I probably just left that at the casino. It was probably just <laughs> sitting on the bar. Um, got, got a little foggy, got a little foggy, but man, I I guess like I, I, I really appreciate it. Really appreciate you coming on. Really appreciate your time, man. You got a, you got a you got a fan in me for life, brother. And uh, I, I can't wait to see you right next on, time, dude. man. Can't Hell wait yeah. to see you next time. So thank you so much. Will you got anything? Uh, you got a new fan of me too, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, hopefully I can come get stoned with you sometime soon. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, brother. We'll catch, we'll catch you again down the road real soon. I'm sure. Right on right back at you. Stay stoned, stay jaded, stay this, stay that. Always, I love always. It. You know. thank, you, thank you so much, man. Thank you, America.